Another thing about uh, Biden's tax plan is the step-up basis, uh, which is sometimes called the death tax. So when um, that might go away. Uh, and that which, could be huge. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing, Todd? I'm uh, doing great. And by the way, if uh, those of you who didn't catch it, our last episode, we talked about Matt's book, a book about real estate. So if you haven't bought your copy yet, you can uh, buy your copy. You said it's on Amazon and mm-hmm. you can go directly to your website. Uh, check that out. So check out the book, I think, uh, and listen to our episode um just last week where I actually interviewed Matt and he talked a, a bit about the book, but why he wrote it, a bit about some of the hardships of writing it, the successes of writing it. Uh, and then just gave us a little fairly brief kind of cap of the book and what it details. But um, but that's not what we're talking about today. So Matt, what are we going to talk about today? Well, so we're recording this on uh, Thursday, January 7th. So we just found out about the results from Georgia uh, yeah. with their Senate race. And surprise, uh, the Democrats are going to hold the Senate. Uh, so we had an episode back in November where we were talking about Biden's tax plan, and we were not expecting the Republicans to lose the Senate. So we weren't really optimistic that, uh, or we weren't really thinking that Trump, or I'm uh, sorry, that uh, Biden was going to get any of his tax uh, things passed in regards to real estate. But now it seems like that, you know, some of those might actually come to pass. And so we're going to talk about what that means and uh, what to expect and um, you know, how to feel about it, I suppose. Yeah. And before you just like hit the stop button here uh, and say, I don't want to listen to a political um, a bunch of political, you know, banter. That's not what I'm tuning into. No, no, no. We're going to relate this to real estate and we're not going to try to get too crazy political because, uh, you know, I don't know, that's just not what the show's about. I could tell you all about my views and Matt, you could tell everybody about your views, but that's not what we're going to do. We're going to try to look at what this could do for the economy, for real estate and, uh, Maybe even how can we um, look at our business to make sure we're taking advantage of whatever situation comes down the line? Because that's the most important thing, right? You might be cheering, uh, yelling up and down, saying this is the greatest thing ever. Um, you know, there's this balance shift, and now we're going to be able to pass a bunch of legislation that you know you favor. Or you might be going, "This is terrible. Uh, I, you know, I didn't want this to happen." and worst thing that could have happened. So either way, you've got to look at it and go, okay, but, but how can I take whatever result happened? Cause that was kind of out of your control, right? You maybe went in and hopefully you voted, but beyond that, it, it's really out of your control. You can vote, you can, you can donate money, you can uh, show up and, and help support the candidates you want. But at the end of the day, it's not really in your control, but what is in your control is the actions that you take and the mindset that you have now from now through this uh, minimum of two year period of time, right? 
and, and by the way, Matt, this has happened before, before we hit record and we didn't fact check this. So if anybody's listening and you could fact check me, but I believe that when Trump took over, uh, the Republicans held the House and the Senate. And I believe when Obama took over or within his term, the Democrats held the House and Senate. And I believe sometime during Bush's term, sometime during Clinton's term, the same thing happened. And so this isn't brand new. It's not like this has ever happened before in America as we know it is ending. It's kind of to be expected, actually. Now, back when we talked about it before, I don't think you and I expected at least i didn't maybe correct me if i'm wrong about you um yeah i did not expect uh, the democrats to win either first of all it was in georgia right georgia is typically a, a red state and second of all we saw the results of the georgia senate uh, election and the republicans clearly won both of them but according to georgia rules they didn't because they didn't get the right amount of uh, support. I think it was 50%. Yep. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 50? Okay. They needed 50% or greater. So they didn't get that. But when you looked at it, you went, oh, geez, you know, yeah, but they they clearly beat the Democrat uh, person. And so for sure, you know, when, when they got this reelection or, or this runoff, they're, they're going to win, right? But obviously we saw that that didn't happen. And my guess is because, well, it was one versus one versus, you know, before it was a Republican Democrat, there was some independents or some other Republicans and Democrats. So votes were going a lot of different places. Um, so it was really interesting. Anyways, so let's dive into how does this affect your real estate and how can we maybe, you know, look at this in a positive light? on our business and move in, in a direction that we might be able to um, improve our business. So Matt, go ahead. Why don't, why don't you start us off? What, what do you think uh, any changes that may happen that is going to directly affect real estate? Well, one positive change, I think the, you know, first time buyer, uh, you know, you know, tax break um, for new um, homeowners, that's probably going to go up to 15,000. So just about doubling from where it was before. So that means that uh, more people are going to buy single family houses. So if you're in the single family house uh, investment world, uh, this means that you'll have more buyers uh, to sell your properties to. So good for good for home buyers, probably a slight negative for uh, landlords. Yep. Okay. Interesting. What else? Anything else? Yeah, so there are the 1031 exchanges. I think that's the one thing that I kind of worry about the most out of the things, if the, mm. the 1031 exchange might go away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if that happens, then I think that people will just have to adjust their investment strategies. You know, uh, I think in the last episode where we talked about this, you mentioned that people are going to be holding on to their properties more or for a longer period of times. And that... Uh, you know, when people are doing 1031s right now, they're more likely to be willing to pay more for a property. Uh, so the if there aren't any 1031s, then uh, likely that prices might go down a little bit. Yep. Yeah, potentially. Um, and I think it's gonna it would be more of a short term thing too. Um, maybe we'll have some long term 
ramifications, but I don't think a ton. Uh, honestly, when you look at, I think the majority uh, of companies out there are are likely, I, maybe not the majority, there's a good portion of companies out there that are not doing 1031 exchanges. They can't for whatever reason, because, you know, likely because they have a syndication or a syndication type model, a fund type model, uh, very hard to 1031 exchange those properties, not impossible, but very difficult to do. Um, a lot of times it's, it makes more sense to take the tax hit. Uh, you know, you've got then a lot of cases of people that are retiring, people that want to be out of the business. So I would be interested to see, and maybe there's a stat out there that we could quick look up, um, uh, what percentage of multifamily real estate is done through a 1031 exchange. I know when I'm competing on, on properties, the vast majority of my competition is not 1031 exchanges. Very rarely do I hear about somebody beat me out because they were doing a 1031 exchange. That's usually only when you hear about it, right? It was somebody beats you out. You're like, oh, it was because of a 1031 exchange. Now, it's happened to me, but not very often. And I've, I've put offers in a lot of properties. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of properties. And it's, I bet it's only happened. I mean, not even a handful of times where I was told that the buyer was ultimately a 1031 buyer. So I think it's, is it going to affect real estate? I definitely think it would. Is it, is it a massive game changer? Probably not. I think it'll have knee-jerk ramifications, knee-jerk reactions, people, where you'll see a lot of people prior to that legislation get passed because everything takes a long time, right? They, they'll, they'll start talking about it. They'll pass it, but the law won't be enacted for a long time. So we'll have plenty of time to get our 1031 exchange done. I think you'll see a lot of people going to sell and that might negatively affect prices. Um, but a lot of people, I'm not so sure because then a lot of people are trying to buy, right? So that's gonna, so you're gonna have sell, driving prices down, buy, driving prices up. So it might just be more of an even. Um, Keel. So we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. And you had a great point about the timing of the the laws passing. You know, it's not like day one that Biden's in the office uh, that no. uh, everything's going to pass. It takes time to put laws together and for you know the debates and challenges and yep. things like that to happen. And then after it, uh, a law passes, there's usually a delay between when it actually takes effect. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, and also, uh, you were mentioning earlier about how uh, it's not unusual for um, one party to hold all three houses, or like the, the House, the Senate, and the, and the uh, presidency. But yeah. another thing that's pretty common is that midterm for that to change, you know, so, uh, you know, maybe the yeah. Republicans yeah, will take back sure. the Senate in, in a couple of years. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and if that happens, then, then that could potentially halt any changes there. And if uh, yeah. the Republicans win back, well, it is, yeah. So, so it's only two years, right? And and it seems like it, it, like it seems like it's not just likely to happen. Like it seems like it just happened. Like every time it happens, mm -hmm. very. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, and I don't like. I don't pay super close attention to politics. That's just not what I get into. Some people, that's their jam. Me, me it's not. Um, 
but it feels like it, that happens more often than not, where it's just the, 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 the transfer, you know, happens. And so probably this is a two year deal. Maybe it, it's longer, Maybe. but probably it's a two year deal. Yeah, I don't know. I know the Two to four Republicans years. have more seats up for re-election in 2022 in the Senate um, than the Democrats. So I don't know what will happen, but sure, just have to wait and see. Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. But right now we know what's going on. We know that, honestly, it's even, right? It's 50-50, but the Democrats hold the control because of um, the, the presidency the vice president. Um, and then the house became much more even as well. The Democrats hold the control of it, but it's a pretty slim margin right now. So I think that also probably, um, you know, plays a little bit of factor into how much control they really have, how much can they really pass? Um, they're going to be able to pass everything or maybe not everything, but a lot of things that are moderate, but to pass things that are very um, left-sided, I think. And that's a fear I think of a lot of people as, Oh my gosh, now we're going to become socialist. Well, to be able to pass extremely socialist acts is going to be a lot harder um, because they don't have, they're, they're not completely dominating everything. Yeah. And, and there certainly are very, far left people in Congress right now, but the majority of um, people are not really to the extreme of socialism right. or communism. Right. Uh, so I, I think the part, the parties, uh, and this is my, this is maybe getting too far into politics, but I think the parties are um, very little difference between the two. When you're looking at mo the majority of, of uh, politicians, there's very few differences until you go to the outsides of the parties. Um, like you said, you've got some far lefts, so you've probably got some far rights, although I can't think of any, but yeah, I'm sure that you have some. Um, and, and, but most people are in the middle. So uh, one another, another thing that's going to be uh, what I think will happen is we'll be passing uh, this, this extra stimulus, right? Mm -hmm. There was the $600 stimulus. But I, my guess is when Biden comes in, there's going to be a quick push to pass the $2,000 stimulus, maybe even more. Um, where So I would say expect another check in your piggy bank if you're not making a ton of money. Um, or it's actually a pretty good portion even. If, but expect a check in your piggy bank. How is that going to affect our economy? Well, you know, that's controversial, right? We don't really know the answer because we know short-term, obviously it's good for the economy. Short-term, it's going to boost people's income. Uh, it's going to make, you know, people spend more money. That's going to, you know, people are going to be able to pay their rent, home mortgages, go, go on a shopping spree, travel, whatever. And so that's going to juice the economy. It's going to positively affect businesses. It's going to positively affect everything. We know that short-term. The long-term is the real risk of what's happening. And we could talk for a long time about theory and, and what's what that's going to do. And I, I feel like printing money is never a good thing. Um, that's just my belief. I have heard other people say that there's going to be very little effect 
um, and that we've learned how to basically print money and deal with it and, and move our economy forward. And so I've heard from economists both ways. I, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. But short term, I think it's pretty easy to say short term, it is going to boost the economy. Yep, most likely. And, and, and I would think short term as well, it's not only going to boost the economy, it's probably going to increase house prices. It's likely going to increase rents. It's likely going to increase stability in multifamily. Um, you know, so likely short term, it's going to have positive impacts upon most business owners. Maybe not to a degree where everybody gets equal amount of positive benefits, right? Uh, but it is definitely going to boost the economy short term. I, I would just kind of, you know, be paying attention to long term. If you're exploring the different ways to invest in real estate, then you got to check out my new book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes, reviews, and condenses over 20 top real estate books to help give you an understanding of the full spectrum of real estate investing very quickly. So buy it today on Amazon by searching for Book About Real Estate by Matt Jones. You know, I, I'm not a big advocate, Matt, of, or a, I don't watch the news a ton, but I am an advocate of staying on top of what's going on to, to an extent. So I try not to get captured into the media frenzy, you know, the, the, cause the media, the media has an agenda. The media's agenda is to sell, right? Sell ads. <laughs> they, they're advertisers. That's just it. They're advertisers. And why do you think they have a right or left leaning agenda? I don't really care. They have an agenda and the agenda is to sell. And so I try not to get too caught up in that, but to just be informed of kind of what's going on, what legislation is passing and how I can then make that a positive impact on my business. And if it's going to be a complete negative to my business, how can I pivot? How can I, you know, change? Maybe it is a sale, but how, where can then I buy? Where can then I pivot? Um, so we have to look at that and, and how can we increase and grow our business? Yeah. And we've talked about that many times, regardless of, of, uh, where you are in real estate, you know, pivoting, adapting to changes is the key to success. Um, and things are always changing. Yep. Yep. I think the biggest thing, um, you know, there's a lot of fear, um, out there and people fear change. Um, you know, ultimately you've got to look at what are you in control of and you're in control of yourself. You're in control of how you how your mindset is, your control of your business. And that's what you can affect. That's what you can control. So that's what you need to be focusing on. Yeah. So, so uh, one thing I would not be surprised about with uh, Biden is if the eviction moratoriums continue. Um, and I don't know how long they would continue, but uh, for probably through the fall is my best guess, but I have no idea. Yeah. I could see that. Um, hopefully not through the fall. But yeah, I could see them going on for a considerable amount of time. Now, that obviously only affects certain people, right? You, mo Most of, 
I shouldn't say most of, uh, a good chunk of my properties, it, it doesn't affect at all because it's on the federal level. It's not all evictions. I'm We're evicting people in our properties right now, even though there's an eviction moratorium because those are on federally backed loans, right? Those are on Fannie, Freddie, HUD loans. They're not on local bank loans, you know? So, so if you've got a loan and on a rental property and it's with Fannie, Freddie, HUD, yeah, you can't evict. But if you've got a loan and it's with, um, you know, ABC bank down the road, then you can evict. So, so just make sure you know what's going on, know the law. Uh, obviously, you, you can't evict people if you have if you have that federally backed loan. But if it's not federally backed, depending on your state, you can still evict. Now, in the state of Minnesota, we can't evict no matter what um, because of our governor. Now, I could see our governor continuing until the fall as well. Um, but I have properties in Kentucky and in Wisconsin, and we can evict. Yep. Yeah. And I would say, you know, there, there are ways around that too, with the, uh, even if you can't evict, you can still do cash for keys. And I've done more of that, uh, you know, during COVID right now, uh, with, with some success. So I'm happy to report that we had a tenant that was way behind on rent and we were able to get a check from the government for almost almost $9,500. Now that didn't cover everything he was behind. That covered from March through the end of November. He hasn't paid December uh, in January. Uh, and he had a lot of late fees that we had to drop all the late fees. The government wasn't going to pay for that. Um, he had some other fees uh, he had some fees based on just like trash removal fees, stuff like that, that we weren't, that we had to drop uh, in order to take the money. So, but, you know, they're, they're, they are stepping in and paying for that. Whether I agree with that or not is another story, but, you know, the money came to me. It was nice to be able to have recoup nearly $9,500 that we haven't been able to collect since March. And how, how did that work uh, to get that check? So um, the state of Minnesota released a bunch of funds and uh, you had to apply for it. And so I applied on my tenant's behalf. The tenant had to, how was it? Um, the tenant had to sign a, statement i believe it was on this one i can't recall exactly i know we we've done it a few times and this is the only one that we've got to go through hmm. um but yeah so we had to apply for that and and uh it actually went relatively quickly it was only about a month from when we applied to when we got it month month and a half well, I'm glad he was willing to sign that. Uh, it just goes to show you that communicating with your tenants and treating them with respect uh, is going to mean that they're going to be more likely to work with you. And yeah, yeah, cash for keys, like you said, though that's another way. Uh, obviously, painful, right? Because you're paying somebody that hasn't paid you to move out of your property, and that's like, oh, 
really, I got to pay you to get out of my property, but yet you owe me money. But you also have to look at, this is a business. This is, you, you got to try to keep your emotions out of it. You got to try to keep your belief systems out of it as much as you can. Um, and you're looking at making sure you can survive in your business. And so if you want to get the most amount of income out of your business, sometimes it's just best to, to pay to get somebody out, to get somebody in that's going to actually pay you. Yep. So, and I actually uh, didn't even offer any cash. I just uh, waived their, you know, waived fees and, and their that would be the first that they step. owed. And that'd be the first step, right? You just yeah. say, Hey, look, you move, I, I waive all your fees, you know, just, and I won't, I won't give you a, you know, I, I won't give you an eviction when, when that time comes, like just, let's just wash our hands. Yeah. First, first steps. Uh, we actually had to pay somebody a substantial amount of money to move. Hmm. So happens. Yep. That's all right. So another thing about uh, Biden's tax plan is the step-up basis, uh, which is sometimes called the death tax. So when um, that might go away. Uh, and that which, could be huge. Yeah, that could be huge as well. Uh, so trying to make generational wealth uh, for your family ongoing, that really puts a kink in things. Yeah. If, yep. if that passes. Yeah. So basically what you can do right now in real estate, which is, which is really cool if you're looking to build legacy wealth is I could buy a building. I could sell it 1031 it, no, pay no taxes. I could then, you know, and now I have this other, this new building and I could sell that, make a bunch of money, 1031 that, and I could keep on doing that. So I could, I could start with a duplex and get to a 500 unit building or maybe several buildings before I die. And then I die. And what happens is immediately then my family could sell that building or those buildings and they would get taxed zero dollars. So we paid no taxes from day one on all the profits that we made. So maybe we made $10 million and we pay zero dollars in taxes. Right now that's possible. If that's removed, you would pay probably 40% would go to the government, depending on what state you lived in and whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. Maybe anywhere between 20 to 40%, depending on where you live. So, so big, di big difference, obviously, um, for, for legacy wealth builders, not a big difference for the large, large majority of Americans. Right. But it is a, it is a big difference for the, for the wealthy. Yep. And there's a lot of people that want to tax the wealthy more, um, want them to pay the lion's share of taxes. And so this would be one way for that to happen. And I think there are ways around that. Uh, I highly recommend uh, seeing a tax professional oh, yeah, uh, you know, sure. about that, but uh, you know, putting the properties into a trust uh, control uh, you know, before you die and then having your, uh, uh, your children, you know, take over that trust. Uh, you know, that's just sort of a loophole in there, but. Well, but I don't think they could sell the building mm. and mm. not pay the taxes though. They could hold the building and they'd be fine, but mm. I don't okay. think they could sell the building, even if it's in a trust. Um, 
but yeah, that, I, I'm not, I'm not sure what the exact tax loopholes is, but I'm sure there's other tax loopholes that if one is completely closed, another one might be an option, maybe not quite as good, but it might be another viable option. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, I think Biden will also pass, uh, you know, increasing taxes on the higher income earners. Yep. Yep. Um, so, I mean, the, the way around that is just to hide your money, I suppose. Buy more Legal, real estate. Legally, yeah. Legally hide your money by buying more real estate. Yeah. I mean, look, unless he gets rid of depreciation, um, just keep on buying more real estate. Every year, you got to buy another deal and you can depreciate. And then you're going to high, you know, legally not show as much income. Mm-hmm. So now if he gets rid of depreciation, well, then, then that's a different story. Yeah, I don't think he's planning on getting... I don't think that's even uh, been talked about. Yeah, I know it was talked about like the bonus depreciation um, that was allowed, uh, that uh, Trump brought in. But uh, So that might go away potentially, but uh, regular depreciation, I don't think that's on the table. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think that's been uh, really talked about. So cool. Anything else? Uh, yeah, that's, I guess, the main main stuff. Uh, just overall, like we said, even if uh, all of this stuff passes, you, you can still adjust. You can still uh, you know, change your strategy to still make a lot of money. Real estate is still going to be very profitable under Biden or whoever else. And even if some changes happen that we don't like, uh, you know, the Republicans are going to get control sooner or later, and they could change it right back. Well, and, and here's the deal with real estate is that we talk about this stimulus money that's already passed. We talk about the stimulus money that's coming. Uh, and, and what we know from history is if that does anything, it leads to inflation. And real estate is a great hedge against inflation, right? One of the best hedges against inflation. I, I think the best because not only does it hedge against inflation, because it increases in value when inflation happens, but it also provides you cash flow, right? So you've got two things. You've got the cash flow, which gold does not give you, and you've got the tangible asset, which increases in value when inflation happens. So I think we're going to see probably inflation. I mean, when you look at it the last time, we didn't see a lot of inflation, but we saw asset inflation, right? And I think that's going to happen again. So buy real estate. (laughs) Great advice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Hopefully we didn't get too political for everybody. I just wanted to give a breakdown of kind of where we see things, but look for opportunities. There's uh, there's going to be opportunities within this and uh, let's stay optimistic. Let's say positive. I know there's a lot of um, emotions rolling right now. Obviously uh, there's a lot of emotions happening right now, but let's stay positive and uh, and figure out how can we best move forward whether you are super excited about the change or whether you're not let's figure out how we can best move forward and let's do it together sounds good all right man make every day saturday see ya Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, Give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating and review just helps us push this out to 
more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.